This is Cardinal Francis George. I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Word on Fire Catholic Ministries is a nonprofit ministry at the forefront of Catholic evangelization, using new media to spread the faith on every continent. Father Barron challenges us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The global benefactors of Word on Fire, with the support of the Archdiocese of Chicago, now present Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, I've always loved the season of Advent, which we commence this weekend. Waiting, expecting, hoping, anticipating. Somehow, these speak to the deepest heart, don't they? Probably because our whole existence here below is characterized precisely by this attitude, year-round. In some ways, Advent speaks for what's always true. The world, we know, is filled with wonderful things and experiences, deep joys and satisfactions. But we all know at the same time that nothing here below finally satisfies us. Nothing here below finally gives us the joy that we ultimately want. In fact, it's usually the best times in life rather than the worst that awaken in us most fully this sense of longing and searching. Isn't that true? The dark times, yes indeed, but even the best times, you have this aching sense that somehow even this beautiful thing is but an anticipation of the truly beautiful that I want. No matter how much we know, we want to know more. No matter how much we love, we want greater love. No matter how much beauty we attain, we sense that there is a perfect beauty that we haven't seen, that we cannot even in principle in this world see. I've spoken before about Jacques Derrida, who was one of the greatest uh, philosophers, just died a few years ago. He characterized the heart of his philosophy as viens, oui, oui, come, yes, yes. Somehow that's ingredient in the structure of our consciousness, an advent attitude. We hear, of course, in the great advent hymn, O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel. I think this great advent line catches this delicious ache of the heart that I've been talking about. You know, this is precisely what um, C.S. Lewis called joy, by the way. He has a book called Surprised by Joy. Joy doesn't mean just a superficial elation. It means this weird, wonderful sense of longing, that there's something to come that I haven't yet realized. Now, the prophet Isaiah was someone who felt and brought to articulate expression precisely this Advent attitude. He does so in terms of this beautiful image from the second chapter of his book, an image that has burned its way into the consciousness of believers up and down the centuries. I'm talking about the image 
of God's holy mountain, the place where the deepest longings of the heart are fulfilled. Here's the line now. It's in our first reading for this first Sunday of Advent. In the days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest mountain and raised above the hills. The vision is of the future. It's not here, but it's coming. It's not here, but yet we long for it. It's held out to us as a kind of realistic hope. Now, what's the substance of it? First of all, that the mountain of the Lord's house will be highest. It'll be raised above all the mountains. What's the mountain of the Lord's house? It's Zion, where the temple of Yahweh is situated. It is the place of right praise. As I've said to you before, friends, I think it's perhaps the key to the whole Bible. Happiness consists in nothing other than right praise. Worship of the true God. When we give glory to God in the highest, we rightly order all of our other desires. When we love God first and then everything else for the sake of God, we find what Augustine called the tranquillitas ordinus. It means the tranquility of order, peace. And, consequently, bad praise. Getting this order out of whack is always fundamentally what goes wrong with us. When we allow the mountains of wealth or pleasure or power or honor to become the highest mountains, then we are thrown off kilter and our society is thrown off kilter. When the worship of the true God is established as the highest mountain, then it will function as a magnet, drawing all people to itself. That's the second part now of Isaiah's great image. All the tribes and the nations streaming towards Zion. It's haunted and continues to haunt the religious imaginations of believers all over the world. What we long for is the right praise that will unite us to each other. We pray at the Mass, glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. That is a spiritual formula. When God is given glory in the highest, then peace will obtain among us here below. The worship of the true God will unite the people of the world who are so often divided and violently at odds with each other. I mean, just look at the headlines. Watch the news. What do we find? But everywhere around the world, everywhere in this country, everywhere on the streets of our cities, we see division, hatred, violence. What do we long for now, this Advent anticipation? The day when all the tribes will come together. What's the one thing that will make them come together? It's not political reform, though that might be good. It's not economic reform. That might be necessary. Finally, it is right praise. 
all of us streaming towards Zion. Zion here is a symbol, it's an evocation of this deep advent ache of the heart. What else do we hear? Gathered on Mount Zion, the people will say to each other that he may instruct us in his ways and we may walk in his paths. Gosh, how wonderful that line is, how, how important it is. We find so many false teachers, from politicians to pop stars to new age gurus, who purport to show us the way to happiness, the way to walk, you know, the path. Now, don't get me wrong. All these people, from politicians to new age gurus, perhaps have their place, but they are not the final word. Only God is the final word. Only in him do we find our peace and do we find the right path. How often, you know, in my own prayer life, that's what I pray for. Lord, show me the path. Show me the way to walk. We're faced with all kinds of decisions, all sorts of ambiguities. Lord, which path should I go down? Well, see, everyone and his brother is telling you which path to go down. There's one voice to listen to, the voice of the Lord. Next, Isaiah tells us, the word of the Lord will judge between the nations and impose terms on many peoples. That's again part of this great longing. And what a challenge it is. See, for many of us, the nation, the culture, our political arrangements, those are the ultimate realities. Defending the nation state becomes a supreme value. Responding with violence to attacks upon it are taken for granted. But see, on God's holy mountain, we're acknowledging that the nation state is not ultimate. It's not the final value. God stands above it. See the importance of this. He imposes terms upon them. It's not the nation states themselves that determine their value, their purpose, their their direction. They are, as our Pledge of Allegiance puts it, under God. That isn't just a pious line. That's a very telling line. That we're a nation under God. It's God who imposes terms on peoples. The nation state, the collectivity of nation states, will be healthy only in the measure that they follow the commands of the Lord. To walk in the way of love. To walk in the way of compassion and nonviolence. This command, Isaiah goes on, is peace. When we discover our deepest identity and center in God, we discover the same center and the same identity in everybody else. As I've said, we're all ontological siblings. All of us in the universe, all of us across the world, are connected to each other by the deepest bonds. That's why it's so tragic that we human beings regularly tear each other apart in violence. How tragic that the last century was marked by two horrible world wars, several genocides. For the most part, listen now, for the most part, perpetrated by people who knew of Isaiah's holy mountain. 
That's my pet theory, by the way, of why religion is in such trouble in Europe. Europe was was spiritually compromised by the two terrible world wars of the last century. And they were Christians fighting each other. French and German and Austrian and Russian and English and Canadian and American Christians tearing each other apart. See, on God's holy mountain, the place that we're longing for with our Advent anticipation is a place where God's peace imposes terms on many nations. And that's why in that beautiful lyrical line we hear, they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. In other words, the means of violence and domination shall become the means of cultivation and life. Beautiful, isn't it? On God's holy mountain, all the instruments of war that we forged will now become instruments of life, growth, cultivation. Friends, that's what we're longing for, this image from Isaiah. Where do we see it realized even now, even in time? We see it realized in Jesus. Jesus who gathered the tribes. Jesus who cleansed the temple. Jesus who on the cross beat the swords into plowshares. He took that place of violence, taking human violence upon himself, and he turned it by his love and forgiveness into a place of peace. Isaiah, perhaps without fully realizing it, was looking toward Jesus. We too look to him now as the fulfillment of that deepest Advent longing of the heart. And God bless you. I hope you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George, and I pray that God will bless you and those you love. Father Robert Barron is combating the crisis of faith in our culture. Father Barron's expanded website can deepen your faith, give you new insights into scriptures, and help you become a better Christian. Go to wordonfire.org and tap into Father Barron's compelling videos, sermons, articles, and much more. Wordonfire.org. Connect with one of the Catholic Church's best messengers. Every day, everywhere.